0: Wait, how do I lead a gang but then walk with Christ? So it was a very, it was a challenging, challenging time for me as a baby Christian, trying to follow the word of God but having so much influence on man.
1: Hey, I'm Shay,
2: and I'm Michelle,
1: and this is the Pantry Podcast. Do you want a healthier spiritual diet? We're stocking the storehouse with spiritual nutrition, marinating on the Word of God, and leading you to the meals that truly fuel a soldier of the Lord.
2: And this is Season 9, Obey. It's an acronym that stands for Obey Him Before Anyone Else. This season, let's look at how obedience, and a lack thereof, impacts our relationship with Him and with everyone else.
1: Join us and friends from over 70 countries as we feast on Jesus, not junk food.
2: You can even be a friend who keeps the show going. Become a partner at patreon.com slash the pantry podcast for just $5 a month.
1: And now let's dig into this meal. Hey, what's up? Hello. Man, I'm super excited to be here. Are go you, figure. You, you I go. always am. I mean, I we get to talk to some cool people. We get to talk to each other. I'm telling you, the best thing we ever did was drop into podcasting.
2: I know, and decide we're going to do guests, because the first season had no guests. Yeah, no
1: guests, but it was still edifying. It was still good. It was good. Man, was I enjoyed good. our time together. Yeah. Uh, today, it's kind of like, I think the thought that's been on my mind most of the day, as I, as I think towards this interview, is beauty to ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at this, we're looking at Isaiah 61 mm. and Isaiah is coming in. He's like, I got the spirit of God upon me. Right. And he's like, I'm bringing this good word. And it's like, wow, good news to what though? Good word to what? To the poor, right? To the broken hearted. He's proclaiming liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. See, he's coming to bring this message of, of, of righteousness, of salvation, of restoration, He's bringing this message that turns beauty, or you know, takes beauty and turns them in from ashes. You know, yeah. And I think that today's story, today's guest, awesome friend of ours, um, is is dialed right in on that. Yeah. From this this beauty to you know this ashes to, turns to beauty. Yeah. I stumbled all through that.
2: It's okay. And it's called
1: cool because you know. It's okay. Hey, beauty it's okay. to ashes but, I mean, I'm just, I'm rolls just, it, off it, the
2: tongue. <laughs> ashes to beauty doesn't. So man. I feel you. Beauty
1: to ashes. <laughs> but I'm just like i I'm just that's the thought of my mind today. Yeah. And it's like I'm sitting there like whoa beauty. From ashes.
2: There you go, yeah. Yeah,
1: beauty from ashes.
2: Yeah, because, you know, this whole season, obey, obey him before anyone else. One of the things that tends to happen is what happens when you're not obeying, right? You're in rebellion, (laughs) and a lot of different things happen. There's the worldly conclusions and consequences, there's the stuff that happens. From God's side, you know, the, the conviction, the rub, all that yeah. stuff happens, right? And we brought someone on that is a perfect fit because of how inspirational and encouraging his story is. We want to welcome Tuan Nguyen. He is a kingdom entrepreneur and leadership speaker. But only a few years ago, he was in prison. With all of the things that he was doing, he had no prospects except for one. That's Jesus, and the world counted him out, but God's grace counted him in. So we want to welcome Amen. you here. We're happy Amen. to have you, Tuan. What's up? What,
0: what what a great intro! Like ashes to beauty, that was so poetic. How you like segued that in? So super cool. Uh, definitely an honor just to be jamming out with you guys on this podcast. So it's been a long time coming. I, I, yeah. I I'm, I'm excited.
2: Yeah i uh, I think that when I first heard like little snippets of your story through Facebook. Um, I was already like very intrigued, thought this would be great. And I didn't know what season, you know, we right. didn't really know, but we had the chat like three, four seasons ago, maybe yeah. three seasons ago. Uh, um, But I think that this is one of those, uh, these topics that's just like, it, it's relatable to everybody because we're all told like, obey your parents, listen to your boss, listen to the laws, then it's listen to God. Then it's all this, you know, we all have experience with this, but you have a very amazing story. So before we kind of like, you know, go go all in. Go deeper. Yeah, before we go all in, um <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit of your story? What is like how did you start out? Where were you?
0: Yeah, I I, would say, I guess the the short version for me was uh I was someone that was just lost in the sauce. I I grew up in a typical Asian culture household where we worship like this little statue like a green statue he's kind of fat (laughs) Uh, but yeah so that's what I what I kind of grew up in and you know I think my parents they were very hard workers coming from Vietnam and all they wanted was just to provide the American dream right just financial freedom we want our kids to be doctors and just live the successful life and so they worked very very hard which meant My dad was never around. And so I I was just I was just in search of like leadership. I I was just looking for a role model. And, you know, I had some really good parents. And even though I had great parents, we didn't have Christ in our lives early on. And so I was always in search of like purpose and just looking for identity. And so long story short, I just, you know, started getting myself involved with gangs, started and dabbing with drugs at an early young age which led me down a path of being sent to military school at the age of 13 wow. which only caused more rebellion because of the lack of of obedience in my household right and so that just really started a a lot of abandonment issues rejection hey i thought you loved me how could you do this by sending me away because as a right. child i didn't understand that they just wanted me to do good and they just felt like they didn't they couldn't correct me anymore so they sent me away. Right. And, uh, and then of course that led down to a path of, uh, drugs, addiction, selling drugs. And that landed me in prison, not once, not twice, but actually three times, uh, in my pursuit of finding myself. Right. Yep. Yeah.
2: That's,
1: that's, that, that's kind of interesting how parents, we, we make those mistakes. It's like, it's like there's a necessity for love and we think that there's a necessity for, for, um, discipline, Now, granted, discipline and love, they work together. But if they're if they're separated, then we find ourselves into situations that you found yourself in where we have this discipline. And it's not that they didn't love you. I'm not saying that that's that's let's not let's get that clear. But like you said, there was no time. And, and, And when we start to foster these ideas of love and we start to experience these this this love, um, it's hard to do that. It's like so much discipline. It's like obedience. Like what we're talking about in the season. It's like, you know, people beat obedience, 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 and they forget about to talk about the love of God. Right. It's like, hold on, hold on. These, these are synonymous. They, have, they, they go together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You have to see the relationship between the two of them. And I like that you said, you know, this was all the, this hot mess. You said it was like you were caught up in the sauce because you were trying to figure out who you were because that wasn't solidified. And you know, that's like a common thread. Mm. Through every season we've had people bringing up, like, why were they in that? Because they didn't know who they were. They didn't have any kind of foundation. So when you're starting out, you, you're you in prison three different times. At what point in all of this did Christ or the gospel or the Bible or any of that, when did that cross the table?
0: I would say uh, my second trip down, okay. uh, that was when like life, you know, my first time down, I was, I wasn't taking extreme ownership of what happened. You know, it was always someone else that that, that caused me to go to prison. I got snitched out. So I was always blaming someone else. Mm -hmm. And so there was never really transformation. I never really had any reason to seek Jesus during that time because I was like, you know what? I can do it. Bigger and better So my whole mindset was <laughs> I'm going to go find somebody from the cartel Down here in the valley And I'm going to become this big time drug dealer Because I get this great connection So that's, right deep down inside That was like, uh, you know yeah. I, I just made a simple mistake And I can still do this And so when I got out maybe lasted about a couple of years doing the same thing, nothing changed. And I went right back into prison the second time. But the only difference this time was I was completely broken when I came in. Mm-hmm. And I found myself uh, due to the lack of obedience, since we're talking about obedience, where I broke the laws. And the laws were made for us, for, for our safety. And since I broke the laws, here I am suffering the consequences And I was trying to fix everything when I was in county jail. I was facing, I think, an eight year sentence, two eight year sentences at this time. And that's when I just got sick and tired. And uh, just one night uh, I I found a Gideon's pocket Bible, a New Testament, Mm -hmm. had no clue how to read the Bible. And I think I just opened up a, a page in Psalms. And the only thing I did know was there is a way by the name of Jesus And uh, there wasn't like this ABC type prayer where I learned how to repeat something. It was more of like, okay, Jesus, I've heard that you can change my life. And I don't know how this works, but I'm just surrendering to you right now. Like, I I, I I've just broken in tears. And it wasn't like these magical words that someone got me to repeat. Right. It was just a simple cry out and saying, Jesus, save me. Mm. And so I, that was the beginning of, of, uh, of God just really changing me from the inside out.
1: Yeah. I, I want to back that up a little bit. I want to kind of dig into where was that seed planted, though? Yeah. Like, where did that seed come from? Because there, there was somebody or something or s- somehow there might have been some obedience from somebody else. And, and it's like, how did that seed get planted even that you would turn to the Gideon Bible?
0: Well, actually, uh, I would say my mom, uh, at okay. the age of 13, when my mom sent me to military school, uh, she realized that the things that they were practicing when it came to idol worship, they were all wrong. And it was funny because there was two evangelicals that just came by my mom's shop one day, shared the gospel with her, and then she just gave her life to Christ. Oh, wow. uh, but a big part of our story in our family was when my mom got saved, she went all in and she tried <laughs> taking me to church, trying to take my, uh, my sister to church. And my dad was not trying to hear none of this. He had this big old golden medallion with this Buddha jade pendant. And he was like, you do you boo boo, but we ain't going to do this. I'm not going to do this. (laughs) And I remember my my mom would always share these stories about how she used to pray so hard for God to get rid of that necklace. Mm -hmm. And one day my dad was (laughs) swimming down in South Padre. And, you know, remember that prayer. So my dad, he loves going out into the deep water and One time he went out deep, he came back, and then guess what happens? The necklace fell off somewhere, okay? So the first person he runs to in the midst of this situation is my mom. And so he cries to my mom and says, hey, I just lost my necklace. Can you help me find it? And my mom's like inside just rejoicing because of her (laughs) prayers. And Here's what she does. Instead of just rejoicing, she says, you know what? I'm going to pray to God right now. And I'm gonna ask God to help me find this necklace to show to my husband that you're the real deal. Oh, whoa! Okay, come on, come on, Okay, come on. Elijah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you can think it You can think, okay, how big is the ocean right now? Like, where would you even start? start right. right. And my mom steps out in faith, and I think uh, maybe she stepped out of the water, and and she's as she got deeper, you know, all she just was picking up was like. You know uh seaweeds and shells and just sand, and then all of a sudden she tells a story about this big wave that 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 forms, and as it gets closer to the shore, it hits her, knocks her down into the water, but as she rises up, guess what's in her hand a necklace yo a necklace that's crazy, that's cool, yeah, and uh she screamed and and my dad came racing over there, and he wouldn't even touch it. They got rid of that necklace, they so depend. We still have the necklace today in our household, but it's replaced with a crucifix now. So that was the beginning of our family, uh, our entire family coming to Christ. Oh, praise God for that.
1: That that obedience. I was like, where's that seed? Right. Where where is that seed? What a beautiful story that your mom, you know, takes on the gospel. Right. And she's like, Okay, I have a mission to do. This is my mission. Right. You got a mission field. Um, So in your life, I'm just keeping with questions. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So in your mission life. Like now, now you've picked up this Gideon Bible, right? You've read in the Psalms, you're broken, you're standing there in front of of Christ. When did you start to realize that you, you have a mission in all of this, that you are a part of this now that it's no longer just a separation, but now that you're part of this family, this, this heavenly kingdom.
0: Well, it's funny because after I gave my life to Christ, uh, it was around December 25th. That's when I marked it in my Gideon's Bible just to have a date, just to kind of, uh, remember, um, God allowed me to be sent out, you know, like maybe about 12 hours away from my family. And so I didn't really get visits or anything. I was a, uh, I was still part of a gang. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing was, uh, as a gang member, I was actually voted to be the gang speaker or the one that calls the shots. All right. Okay. So uh, I was kind of like torn in a place of like, wait, how do I lead a gang but then walk with Christ? Mm. So it was a oh, well. very... It was a challenging, challenging time for me as a baby Christian yeah. trying to follow the word of God, but having so much influence on, man, could it be that God could still use me in the midst of my mess to influence some of my homeboys that mm-hmm. maybe would never get to know Christ. And so I just I just I just stayed where I was at and I just kept on studying the word. And I remember going to church one time and uh a chaplain it was a pastor he had this big cowboy hat and as i walked in never seen this guy before he calls me out on the line he goes god has a plan for you boy and you know he has this country (laughs) accent i'm like what do you mean he goes i had a dream about you and i said me he said yep he says i want you to be on the ministry team and i'm like you got the wrong guy here like don't know how to serve in ministry like I barely know how to read the bible and as a matter of mm. fact I, I speak for a gang like what <laughs> what would you want to what would it what would a pastor like you want to do with a guy like me but guess what I did I said yes mm. and when I said yes uh within three months I started preaching the gospel mm. from the pulpit and it was just really crazy to see that quick transformation. Uh, God used me in that season where he used my influence to be able to to bring all my homeboys or all my gang members to church to listen to me preach. Wow. Mm.
2: That's amazing. I think, I think that that is one of the things that's a barrier. Like I'm not good enough, you know, like I'm not ready yet. All that. And yet what's funny is more often than not, you'll hear people come to Christ and they have no idea and they, and they might not think they're good enough or whatever, but then all of a sudden they're like saying yes to stuff like Isaiah, you know, like yes, send me like, sure, you know? And all of a sudden that's like the pinnacle that shoots you off into, into everything. And I like that, what you said about, you know, the law is made for our good, for our safety. Right. And in Romans seven, it talks about the law is made to point out our sin, not so that we are forever stuck in condemnation. Right. That's what it does when you don't have Christ. But It exists to point out you're not good enough. You can't do it. Sorry, you already broke it. Mm. Like it's not there for you to fit to a T. It's there to show you you can't fit it to a T because you don't have it that together. And then the gospel, you know, comes in, grace comes in, and you understand that you can move. Um, And so I think I'm just, wow. I love your mom's story. I didn't know that part. I didn't know that part at all. And I love that that, because, but then when you said about how you were like, I knew this much about Jesus, I was like, how'd you know that much about Jesus? When suddenly you just found the Gideon Bible. But yeah, I know that's- It's it's
1: amazing how God walks uh, us through life. Um, Sometimes we're we're so in awe. It's like an awe and wonder type moment where I don't feel like I'm anything. I don't feel like I'm moving anywhere. But then all of a sudden, all these things keep popping up. You know, here you are, a spokesman, <laughs> spokesman for a gang. <laughs>
2: I didn't even know and they over voted here, spokesman and, and over here,
1: cool. <laughs> And over here, you got a, a, a guy saying, no, nah, you're going to be spokesman for Christ. Wow. So then I, the intermingling there. So, you know, you had this idea, well, maybe if I just stay where I'm at and intermingle, did you plant any seeds?
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny because a lot of the religious sects in the prison— would just condemn me. You know, they would, they would use Bible verses like you can't serve God and serve mammon at the same time. I'm like, wait. And and I was so conflicted in obedience at that time because I didn't know what to do. I felt that I had, you know, on, on one perspective was man, how does that look? If I say, Hey, you guys aren't good enough and I'm your spokesperson or so-called leader. And I'm just going to say, Hey, I'm leaving y'all. I'm 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 following Christ, and I I don't want nothing to do with y'all. But on the other spectrum was man, you know what? How can I show the love of God even in my position right now, to where I'm not abandoning them, but I can still be more influential and then show them the right way. And so um, I, st- I I I stuck it through, and God really changed a lot of uh, those guys' lives just because I I stood my ground and didn't follow the religious leaders on. What, what you're violating these rules and, and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah,
1: I think I was reading something today. Actually, it was it was the commandments in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. A thousand and fifty of them mm-hmm. Wow, commandments. Now, that's not all the like, don't I, But that's like, be this or be that or, or to this, this or go this or, or don't do yeah. this. A thousand and fifty of them. It's not, I'm looking at this list. You could take that on as a religious uh, project, I guess, and and read every and say, I have to adhere to all these. Or I just looked at it, I'm like, I looked up, I was like, thank you, Lord, for grace. (laughs) Because, I mean, look, you stayed in a position, but I bet also some of the decisions that you would make as that spokesman changed as well. You know, because, I I mean, when you start having that heart for Christ and you start having that heart and that love of God, then the decisions change. And and I'll bet you that it it was a shift ever so slightly. And so these dudes were probably like, okay. <laughs> and, and it's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. I like how you in, intermingled that in.
2: Yeah. And, and I think like it comes, so I had some verses for this episode just in case they fit in. And of course God's so cool and you know, they fit in, but in Psalm 143 10, it says, teach me to do your will for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. And when I think of, when I read that, I think about how we fight our old tendencies and come into a new type of stability in him. But very rarely do you meet someone where like instantaneous all these things were shed and they just are now like super duper clean still flawed but you know like they can just shed it all walk away from it all do all that and at first I thought oh how blessed are they and then I realized Mm -hmm. the vast majority of us because we can't get it all together because we don't all know perfectly every every way we should walk at all given times it's like he has this ultimate grace. And in his perfect timing, he starts weaning us off some things. He'll rip some stuff out of our hands if he knows it's going to kill us. But other things, he weans us off. Other things, he has us there for a season then we're going to have grown out of it. And I'm, I'm interested, like you said that you were the speaker. Now, you're obviously no longer the speaker. I know you're blessed with words. You're blessed to be, I like to say just you're a talker in a good way. Like you, you have a way with words. And I see how they would condemn you in one way. But yet God's still working in you in the same way that Satan would be accusing and the Lord just says, put him in clean garments then. Mm. Didn't even bother looking at the accuser. Doesn't right. even mess with that. So I am curious, like for you to continue in like, okay, you were speaker. How did that, when did that transition? You know, like how, when, when did you feel like, okay, this is no longer the place, my mission field, yeah. you know, this, my yeah. mission field has now changed.
0: Yeah, I think it was just for a season of that time, and I think God allowed to just. I think God used me during that season just to develop my character, and right. then now I use that pain as a passport. Because imagine if I didn't have that experience of saying, "Hey, you know what? I was actually a gang, a former gang leader that turned ministry leader," mm-hmm. you know. And so I think that just became part of my story. Now I wouldn't suggest, "Hey, you go join a gang," so then you right. Can- you know, I wouldn't I would not say that. But, you know, for me, that was just part of my story there. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, bro. I mean, yeah, look, y'all, you don't have to go find brokenness. You to move it. forward in the kingdom. Right. You have it <laughs> like, all right. <yeah>, you're okay. <laughs> You've got this. Don't I like that? Don't go get jumped in now. <laughs> <laughs> it know. doesn't feel good. <laughs> you
0: know what's so funny, Shay? We were hosting a, a little connect group with uh right. just a bunch of guys. Uh most of us were formerly incarcerated. And it's funny, there's just like this one random white guy that just signed up online and just showed up one day and uh he just like he just did not fit in the group, and so as we were like sharing our little personal testimonies on how God saved us and then what we came from, he was listening to all our prison stories and how we got caught. And when it got to him, he was like, "I feel like I need to go to prison now to have a testimony like you." <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> Look, no, no, yeah, you hear that a lot when people think like when they're not firmly rooted in the identity God is working on them in when they when they look at other testimonies they're like oh to be relevant and relatable i need to go consume tons of garbage like y'all consumed so i can relate it's like no 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 trust you consumed your own garbage you just don't know it's garbage you're going, you need to just get heartbroken over the fact what you thought was cake was garbage you don't need to go eat something you know is trash <laughs> you know what i mean like we all have something that like
1: I know, God did not
2: initially condone. I get, I get that. I get that
1: too, brother. I, so they're like, "Whoa, you've been through all that," and they're like, "I grew up in the church," and I'm like, "No, that's good." I know like,
2: you're the encouragement <laughs> as we encouragement. raise our kids. Like, <laughs> right? I'm, no,
1: I'm gonna... hey, I've got this little girl, and I'm like, uh, you, "Please don't walk my steps <laughs> that I right. walked before Christ. Walk Christ steps." Um, and as we go in this, um, we're, we're moving forward, we're progressing. Yeah. Um. I I love it. I love everything. Man, your mom finds. I want the necklace gone, gone. Man, I want to find the necklace to prove to him that you <laughs> exist. <laughs> necklace is there. Okay. Okay. You know what? I I'll bet the prayers that she threw down were phenomenal. Yeah. We're like even for your life, for your sister's life, uh, for your dad's life. Um. But as we're moving forward in this, you know, this story is just amazing to me. Um, I love how God has just shown himself in all of this. Mm-hmm. So you, you went into the ministry, yeah. um, you started preaching from the pulpit, you know, three months in, where are you at now? I know, I know what you do. I don't, I don't know your ministry side as much as I know the, but it's all ministry. I mean, you work, you know, under the umbrella, you, tr- you get all glory goes to God. Uh, so w- where, where did ministry start? How has ministry progressed forward? Where has it transitioned? Where are you now?
0: Yeah. Yeah, during my incarceration, God gave me this passion, this fire for leadership and communication. I started realizing uh, the the biggest the biggest gap in prison reform is men just don't have vision upon leaving. And Mm -hmm. so they settle. They settle for the average nine to five. And for for me, I was like, man, you know what? I just didn't want that. Like, you know, that's when that word entrepreneur really came into Mm -hmm. the picture was people don't buy people don't buy average at the end of the day. They don't, they don't buy average Christianity. And for me, I was like, you know what? I, I want to do more. I believe God can, can do more with my life. I didn't know what that looked like. And, uh, I, um, uh, I wanted to become a, a leadership speaker and a coach. So I joined the John Maxwell team. You guys don't know John Maxwell. He's mm-hmm. one of the greatest leadership speakers and coaches out there. And that was just part of a vision that God gave me because I wanted to transform prison prison culture through leadership, because that's what happened to me. Mm, Uh, The hardest person you have to lead is yourself. And so how do we expect to leave a legacy and raise a family and stay clean and sober when you don't have the leadership skills to just lead yourself first before trying to lead anybody else. Uh, So upon, upon getting out of prison, I've been able to uh, kind of, kind of step into my calling, right? Uh, I love this right here. God places purpose in our hearts and a lot of us, we, we, in order for us to fulfill it, we have to focus on what's in our hands. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? And so I, I learned how to cultivate what God has placed in my hands to fulfill what's in my heart. And I, I got to say, you know, I've been home three years now and it's been it's been quite a journey. You know, I've been able to grow uh, just last week for this podcast, which is really cool, is uh, I got to, you know, grow a million dollar coaching company in the last 14 months And it's been challenging in this season of obedience because now I'm in a relationship. We're pursuing marriage. That's even super hard to stay in obedience and just staying in that realm of just creating boundaries because I didn't have that. I didn't have any healthy relationships uh, before getting saved. So now just stepping into that, managing a team, growing a company, then serving in leadership at church, like, where was the training in this? So I, I would say since we're on the topic of obedience, obedience was easier for me when I was in prison.
2: Right.
0: Mm. Now obedience is so much harder because I know how to check. I know how to check the box. Right. right. I know how to show up in church. I know how to serve. I know how to give and check, check, check. But then I find myself striving on a lot of days where mm. I can't rest. I uh, my, my phone is always in my hands and, you know, just trying to keep up with so much stuff going on. Social media. It, it, it's been a challenging season of obedience for me, even though things are going really well, if that makes yeah. sense. Oh, yeah. That,
1: that, that's when it usually comes in and rares up. <laughs> it's yeah. it, everything's going good. And then you throw in a wife. Or, or okay, I'm not throwing that out there yet, but I know you're you're you're, you're seeking, you know, in marriage, you're in a relationship, um, so that adds in yeah. um, our lives, um, single life. You know, when I was coming back to church, I hit my rock bottom. I was like all oh, in every day, and then Michelle, <laughs> and that, and that's fine. You know, I said like, okay, good. you ride along with me, right? Ride, ride along with me. There's some things that you some boundaries that you have to. Then you get married, and see now you have another portion of ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so now when you enter into that marriage, you're not just entering into a love, you know, a, a love of my life. Oh, my, you know, my, my darling. No, it's a ministry. And, and we have to look at it that way, especially people like you and I who are really focused in what we do and what we're going through. I'm not here to teach you, but I'm just saying <laughs> it's like, but we focus in this ministry. And, and, and so when I, I when I can dial that in as my ministry, well, now I've set aside time for that. Now I've I've compartmentalized. OK, I yeah, I work at the church. I work with men's ministry. I work with life group ministry. You know, I run these programs. I I have a podcast. I have a full time job. I have no. Now, you know, now food I have a wife and, and, you know, so food pantry in Kenya. And so now you have to really dial it in. And, and I guess I am kind of talking to you from a position we, You you have to find that ministry in your family. Mm-hmm. Um, God gave you family. God gives us family. God, it's God, my family, and then everything else. And, and so I've had to set aside time. I mean, I've, I've gone to pastor. And you know, it's cool to have leaders that, that really sit in it with you and say, mm-hmm. okay, you know what? That's okay. Yeah. That's good. You know, hey, on Saturday, pastor, look, I know once a month I got men's group. I'm going like, to be out there. I'm, I got them. We'll have breakfast. We'll do our thing. But the rest of the Saturdays, I have settled aside because what, what happened? A, a little girl comes in. Now I've got my wife, my child, but I have those days set aside where I don't pick up the phone, where I put it all, all to the side and say, Hey, because that's obedience too. And as you're moving and we're progressing and we're moving through our ministries and, and maybe I'm going a little ramble here, but, (laughs) but you know, I do this, I do this. uh, But it's like, as we move through our ministries, we got to remember, I posted something on this other day that this is my ministry too. Um, otherwise, we reject them. We we don't give them all the glory that God wants us to give them. They, you know, that's God's child that sits next to me. But yeah, th- I love the seasons that you're going through. I love that you've built a men's men a, a men's ministry and, and with with people who are coming out of the system. I love that you're putting together not just hey, I'm gonna I'm just gonna be okay because okay usually gets people put back in. Right. I, I work with with people up in Baltimore, you know, that fall in this, and you can see it when they become mediocre in what they're doing. They end up going back to what they were doing. So it's awesome that you've put together this program.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I like that you've acknowledged that tasting and experiencing success is not the solution to being more obedient in the sense of, I think a lot of people are like, if I didn't have all these struggles, Mm. if I didn't have all this, if I was more free, Lord, I'd follow you better. And yet that's when all the temptation, like, I mean, there's temptations at every level, but what you're hitting on is in in my life? I I always identify it. Okay, I have a season. It's like a mastery. It's like okay, maybe I'm not going to call myself a master like God, but I mean like He's trained me. He's I'm 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 good in whatever circumstance I'm in, and I don't get to just sit there because He loves us and He wants to grow us. So what happens? I get boop up. I'm up to something else, and now all of a sudden it's like oh it's hard to obey again. Oh it's hard again. Now I'm falling into religiousness again. Oh I'm just mm. and then He works. He works. He works. you and then all of a sudden boop up. It's like a video game. You don't get, you have to prestige. You gotta prestige over and over. And, and, that's, and that's what I see in, in your story. And I think that, that that's so cool. And the, the verse that I had for this section that God just kind of laid on my heart is um, in first Peter one, where it says, as obedient children do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Because there's the mindset from before and every level we go up, it's almost like we have to rebattle our former worldly mindset Again, in this new level and and I'm curious what kind of nugget like you don't have to give all the nuggets, but like one nugget of like what you've learned in a past season that you're having to almost relearn now in your new circumstances
0: uh, you know what comes to mind is the word self image uh, mm. you know there's a there's a there's a quote that says you'll never outperform your self image the way you see yourself will always manifest. I remember when I was in prison, Shay there, there was a time where I was about to come home. I'm in all these leadership positions, but I've said this promise two times already. And this was my third trip back. And I remember crying out to God and I was like, Lord, I don't want to come back to this place despite how good I do while I'm here. Mm. But can you tell me like, what's my issue? Like, mm. what's my problem? And I, I found myself like, you know asking god like am i like addicted to drugs do am i addicted to that lifestyle like mm. what's wrong with me and i'll never forget what god spoke into my heart that day it wasn't like this loud audible voice but it was mm. it was a simple it was a simple statement saying you still have a false self image of yourself mm. And that's the reason why you always get out of prison and you go back to familiar people, places and things, because you still lack the confidence to soar with eagles. Right. And uh, and that changed everything right there. That simple truth that God spoke in my life, that it was my self image that kept me under this lid where I wasn't able to soar with eagles because I still had this chicken head mentality. And so I only soared when I was in prison, but when I transitioned, I always went back to my lonely right. place because right. I got validation. I, they knew my name. So I always went back to those places. And once I overcame that things just started changing. And uh, I would say that uh, just the self image, just that one thing alone right there was probably the biggest nugget right there is, uh is, is, It causes me to self-reflect and be like, hey, the reason why you're in this situation is because the way you see yourself.
1: So, So how do you lead men... Um, so you're. When I say this, it's like. So you came to this realization. I had to come to this realization. You know, we call it a lowly place now, but back in the day, we called it our comfort place. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah it's my good place because you know I'm pumped up. I got all this. You know, the, man, they like me. We're doing it. We're going out. We have the scene. You know, I'm trying to keep it clean here, PG. Y'all. <laughs> PG. Uh, but then you hit that that Psalms 139:23, uh, "Search me, O God." Moment. Yeah. Um, how do you? work that into when you're working with your men that are coming out of prison and you're in these groups where you're trying to, to bring them to that realization that they need to ask God to search me because they're having an identity crisis. Right. How do you, how do you bring, or what, what steps do you bring into your, your coaching, uh, that lead them in that direction to come to that moment to understand, Oh my gosh, I've been looking at this all wrong.
0: Yeah. I would say that I, I want to say every person, every man that was in prison has this hunger for leadership. Mm. They've just never been validated. They've never seen themselves as leader. And when I started walking in leadership, I was like, why were so many men drawn to like leadership classes and things like that? Mm. Because deep down inside they, they they've never had anyone draw that out of them. And so that would be the first thing is, is just helping them understand, Hey, look, you have to know yourself to grow yourself. Mm. A lot of men in there have no clue on how God has wired them. You know, they don't know their strengths. They don't know their weaknesses. And just discovering, like, everybody has their own different personality traits, and you're unique, and you're perfectly made. You're wonderfully made. You're fearfully made. That was a big step right there was understanding, hey, I don't have to be like Twan. You don't have to be like me. Because you know what I used, to, I used to think? Everybody can do it like me. Mm. Everybody can be like me. And that was a very disappointing thing when these people never met that. It's like this. I, I used to be so good at motivating people. I would motivate people outside of their potential. Ooh. Now, when you Definitely. can motivate people through recognizing their gifts, their talents in the body of Christ, mm. that's when things start shifting. And that's yeah. what I started realizing. That's why leadership was so important for me is you're helping people actually discover their purpose. Mm. And you're giving them a reason why now. See, so many men leave prison without a reason why. So they always go back. This
2: has you and identity like all up and down (laughs) it. Um, And and I'm curious, like, what did you think? Because this is the one thing that I haven't asked anyone on this season yet, but I'm curious is what did you think of words like submit and obey before? Like, and this can go in a lot of directions. But what did you think of those words before? And then now, today, as you sit, you know, your company is having brilliant success. You know, your relationships. Like, like now, when you hear those words, where where does your mind go?
0: Right. I think before, when 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 you hear the words "submit" and "obey," it it, it sounds kind of religious, right? Mm-hmm. I think the I think religion brings darkness. Yeah. God says, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world Mm -hmm. and through grace and through truth and mercy, that's where light comes from. Like there's freedom there. There's Liberty there. And so now when you ask me, what does submit and obey mean to me now it's coming to the light and there is freedom. It's grace. There's truth. and, and, And obedience is just way more fulfilling now versus before. Right. You know, where it's like these rules, you know, Shay mentioned a thousand different rules and regulations that were, right. you know, but yeah, that's yeah. what it means to me. So did it ever grind
1: you back in the day? <laughs> did they ever grind me? Like, no. Like, uh, like, so you're like, obedience, what? Serve you, huh? No. Yeah. yeah I, I I think that even me, is I, I'm sorry, brother, prison and military, the only difference is is that we just got away quickly enough that we didn't get ourselves in trouble. Okay, there's a lot of guys in there. But I'm saying it it all boils down to the same thing. And and when you're talking about men, I like that. You know, it's like religion, darkness. Um, When we start thinking of serving, when we start thinking of uh, selflessness and we start thinking, it actually brings light. It's amazing how God works us us in that. But what I really want to go back to, and you said this, you said men in prison want to lead. You've noticed this. You know what's really cool about that is that From the beginning of time or from the beginning of creation, from the beginning, at the very beginning, what did God do in Genesis 2, 18? He said, oh, you're alone. I need to bring you a helper. See, that helper. So he's now put him in charge of something. Uh, We have been designed to be in charge. Uh, Now, through all of, you know, the fall and all this stuff, it has got so twisted. Um, that, that whole leading and, 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 and guiding and there's followers and there's, but the different levels of this and I understand it, but it has been instilled in us and that, and it goes right back to family. It goes right back to family. Every man that's in a family is a leader. Mm. And so these are core. This is like leadership is at our core. God designed it that way. And it's beautiful that you're taking people who are broken. I I I'll keep going back to this because I think yeah. it's amazing how you're taking people who are broken, who are chasing something in life to make them feel better, because um, we're so entitled. man. I'm, I was writing something today and, I, and I'm about to preach it, but anyways, um, God, Christ is sitting on the cross. And I don't want to go too deep into it, but Christ is sitting on the cross and he says, he says, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. In humanity, we're thirsty. In humanity, in the world, we're thirsty. And, and then Christ is sitting on the cross thirsty, but what does he do? He finishes up by saying, I'm fin- it is finished. He took enough vinegar to wet his tongue to say, it is finished. And from that point forward, man no longer had to thirst. And that's what we see in this. And this is what I see in your ministry. And I love it. That's probably why I'm so worked up. It's like, I'd love to see the people who are broken being fostered into a true position that will bring them sustenance It'll bring them the food that they need, the bread of life, the the living water. And so, brother, hands off, I'm, I'm, I'm clapping over here. I, I love what you're doing. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Is there anything that you'd want to share, like, just yeah, to, to people like a as, as, an, as a wrap up, as a go out, as a punch him in the face and say, like, no, just kidding. Just give him. He ain't going to punch you in the face. Well, maybe. I don't know. But,
0: <laughs> no, I, you know, as I was just listening, listening to you Shay about is um, it's it's, it's it's important for us to help men discover their work. Mm. And you notice even when God first created Adam, he was working. Mm-hmm. And there's so much honor in us being providers in finding that work, you know, because if a man doesn't find his work, it doesn't matter what relationship he joins, there's gonna be a lack of fulfillment there. And that's why you see a lot of, you know, just, messed up relationships because the man has not found their work. Therefore he can't find the right helper that can actually support him in that ministry. And so now that I'm entering into the season, I see that work work is very important for me because it gives me that ultimate fulfillment of being a man and a leader in my household and providing, Mm -hmm. and also being that Royal priesthood too. So that was just a thought that I had there of just reminding me of like how important it is for us to discover our work. And that's where that obedience comes from where that helper actually comes in to actually push you even more. And look at that shirt you're wearing. What does it say? Kingdom Entrepreneur. Kingdom. There you go. Kingdom work.
1: Kingdom (laughs) work. We find that, we dial it in.
2: Yes. It's it's not the kingdom toil. We've been freed of that. Kingdom work. So thank you so much for being here. This has been awesome. I think people are going to get a ton out of this. So before we go, how can people reach out and connect with you?
0: Yeah, so you can just follow me on Facebook. I have TikTok too. Uh, You can look up uh, Kingdom underscore Coach. That's on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I have a Facebook group called Six Figure Scaling Method for Coaches. And what we do is uh, we just help, we work with mainly faith-based coaches, Christian coaches that want to learn how to just grow their business online. Uh, We realized a big part of our calling is bringing our gifts and our talents into the marketplace and we never saw this probably about a year ago but you know this is where we operate is in the marketplace now just helping other coaches also uh, have more impact and then just helping them learn how to just overcome like money making mindsets and then just helping them prosper and learning new strategies so that's where you guys can find me awesome
2: Thank you so much. And for everybody listening, those links will, as always, be in the show notes, as well as all of the verses and things that we talked about today. So until next time. Bye. Bye.
1: You're listening to The Pantry Podcast, part of the Spark Podcast Network, now playing on the Edify app.